Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear Beloved, welcome back. This week, we celebrate the visitation, and mm, I love this feast so much. It's one of my favorite mysteries to meditate on in the Mysteries of the Rosary because it's just so human. Have you ever thought of just how human it is that Mary, she hears of her cousin um, also with child being pregnant, that she jumps up in haste and runs through the hill country and goes all the way there while pregnant herself in the first trimester, which you can imagine is pretty terrible if you're a mom, you know, um, <laughs> to be running through the hill country on foot to go and help out her cousin um, and just be in community with her. She, Mary recognizes that she's probably going to be alone and that you probably shouldn't be alone when you're about to have a baby. So, um, alone as in alone among women, not, not, I mean, her husband was around, but you know what I mean? It's, it's all about community and coming together and supporting each other's needs, which is just so human. Everyone has a need for community. We're built with this need for community, right? And I love how Mary is so in tune with her nature and our nature that she was able to recognize immediately that Elizabeth needed community in that moment and that she was the one to do it. She didn't wait and write a letter to her friends and all get together and talk about, okay, this person needs community. What are we going to do about it? She knew she was the woman for the job and she got up and went. And you want to know what else? Like, I imagine that Mary also felt that she needed community in that moment. She just found out that she was pregnant with God, um, that she just said yes to, to God to have his word be done in her and and she does this and I can't imagine how much time she's had to process this all and and then she gets the news in that same breath that you know you are now with child and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you uh have conceived Jesus and in that same breath she hears that oh also your cousin is with child and so without really processing her own miracle that was occurring in her, she gets up and goes to witness another miracle. And I can only imagine that she also knew that she needed Elizabeth in that moment. She needed someone else who understood, who could um, see what, what she was going to go through, Not not necessarily in the sense that she would 100% get that she was visited by an angel and is now carrying the Messiah. But I don't know if she could have imagined that 
that Elizabeth would be so knowing and accepting of that as she is, but definitely in her state of being pregnant, that she wanted to be seen in that in, in a healthy and good way. Um, because as you can imagine in those times, not being married and pregnant is, uh, not good. <laughs> there are a lot of things that would be considered better than that. Um, so I can just imagine the need that, that Mary had as well at the same moment that she understood that Elizabeth had a need for community. And that just gives me so much hope and, and like peace because Mary's so human, right? And we know that and we love that about her. But she also shows us how to be human. And she shows us that community is so important. And it makes me think of the visitation always makes me think of how can, like, where is my community at? How can I better serve my community? How can I, what can I do to, you know, X, Y, Z, help community, um, help those who don't find themselves in community, have community and things like that. And this year I am just kind of struck with the community that it takes to become saints. And as you know, my theme for this year, maybe you don't know, but my theme for this year is let's be saints, right? Let's be saints. Why not? Like, let's come together and learn from each other and become saints. Let's, you know, come together in communion, community, help each other be better and call each other on. Like, let's be saints but let's be saints together. Like, let's bring in this aspect of community. Because just like we can't be saints without uh, and not through our vocations, we need, we need community around us. Some of the uh, most amazing saints had community around them who are also saints or who are some really holy people. Um, even some siblings are saints, which I think is so cool and so, um, telling of their family and how they were raised and the things that they had to overcome in order to be saints is just so cool. What's up, beloved fam? It's me, Laura Jean, interrupting this episode to tell you about my flagship program, Made Beloved. Made Beloved is a proximate marriage preparation program that was designed with single individuals and dating couples in mind. When I was getting my master's in marriage and family theology, I was filled with so much gratitude that I got to study those topics as a single woman. I knew that what I was learning was changing my life not only then, but would change everything moving forward. I created this program not as a typical marriage preparation program where you already know who and when you're getting married, but more to answer the big questions of, was I made for this? What are these longings teaching me about the design of God for marriage? Is there really something that can fulfill all of these desires of my heart? And if there is, how do I start building the life that supports these beautiful design of the creator? 
We go over all of that and more in the 12-week Made Beloved program. I only open up registration a couple of times a year, so go to thebelovedcollective.com to learn more and to sign up for our waitlist to be the first to know when registration opens up. Looking for curated, beautiful paper goods and intentional products to simplify your life? Then look no further than the Beloved Co. Shop. Yes, my very own product shop is here. Each product is made with the intention of helping you live well in the present moment. Stationery to help you connect with others, desk pads to help you remember what's really important as we plan out our weeks, and so much more. Intentional Catholic products to help you be a saint now and prepare you well for your future. These also make excellent gifts, so if you are looking for a gift for someone special in your life, check out the Beloved Co. shop on our website, thebelovedcollective.com. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. And as always, you can find the link in our show notes. Um, one family in particular that I just think is, is a great example is uh, the Martins, St. Therese's family. So St. Therese was the first saint out of all of them. Um, and she's the little flower and she's probably the most well-known saint of them all. But her sisters, um, all of the rest of them also became nuns. Um, most of them with her in Carmel, but one of them not in Carmel. I can't remember what, um, order she joined after her father died. But regardless, they were all saints and now a few of them are actually canonized they were all nuns, but now actually a few of them are canonized alongside St. Therese. And what else is really, really neat is that her parents, Louis and Zelie Martin, are also canonized saints. They were the first couple to be canonized together as a couple. So, I mean, how amazing is that? There have been um, saints who have been married um, right, that their vocation was marriage. Not all saints were religious or priests or um, or virgins, right, or not in any state of life necessarily, but there are some that have been married. But Zelie and Louis Martin are the prime example of a married couple in their union of marriage, in their vocation, that led them to become saints. And so they were, um, canonized on the same day as a married couple, which is like so cool. Um, in my opinion. So it, it, that all illustrates that it is, it is in community that we also become saints. And it's not just in community in our, um, immediate community. I think that is amazing and a huge part of it. But it's also that we are in the communion of saints as well. The communion of saints are on our side if our desire is truly to become saints like them. Um, every time we go to Mass, the whole communion of saints is there present. And the choirs of angels are there present. And so if you 
are struggling with community or don't really feel like you have a community yet or one that you feel super comfortable with yet, you can go to church and you can go to mass and be surrounded by the communion of saints and just ask them to be your community then and ask them to be your community to help you become a saint as well. I think that is highly overlooked a lot of times that they are also present at every celebration of the mass. And of course we can have our patron saints who we ask the intercession of more frequently and etc. But why not have the power of the whole communion of saints behind you, right? Amazing. Um, yes, but but in our community, in our human community, because it's super important that we also have human community around us, how can we be better in showing up for our communities? How can we um, cultivate community in our immediate area or in our lives? Or how can we invite someone else into community how can we do all of these things, right? Let's be saints together. Let's be saints together. Let's go in haste to help our fellow man. Let's be good examples for each other, right? Let's hold on to the truth and seek it with every breath that we have. Let's support each other in the good, the bad, and the ugly, and let's call each other up and towards heaven because that's truly what community is all about. If community is around just for community's sake or the purpose of community is to um, go down a path that is not serving you or helping you become a saint, then it probably isn't the community to be in. <laughs> And that once you find a community that is also striving for sainthood and striving for the truth and striving for love and community in all of that, hold on to them because that is a huge, huge blessing um, and continue to pour back into that because as we know, we can't pour from an empty cup, but also community can become a well uh, that's dried up if... <laughs> People aren't constantly pouring back into the community as well. So in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about um, more practicals on how to build community and hear some stories about how other people have built community in the past and things like that and how they're actively um, cultivating community in their lives. And I hope that this serves you in helping you have some ideas of where to um, and how to build community in your own life and your own communities. Until next time. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. 